When you finish, come back. Okay? I don't have any problem with that. I know it's one thing after the other and all of this. Oh, qué lindo. Qué azulito. Okay, guys. Maybe uh, I, I was checking your your all the, the things you have been um, studying or the lectures, the medicine lectures, the pato lectures. Uh, and now is the moment when we need to talk about how to ask or what to ask mm -hmm. and uh, what to assess when we have a patient with a supposed endocrine uh, disease. But before that, remember that we have a very interesting axis. What is that in the body? That is the emotional hypothalamus pituitary, you know, neuroendocrine system. Okay? So, everything is important. Everything is important. And how is possible that one or two or three symptoms that they don't look, they, they are related, are going to guide you in the final, you know, approaching of an endocrine uh, disease. This is a very important part. Why? Because think about this. Is there any changes in your vision? Is there any unexpected changes in your mood? Is there any depression, anxiety, restlessness, aggressivity that you cannot control? Look at this. Is there any alteration in the color of your skin? Is there any sensation that you lost in one part of the body or in several parts of the body? Is there any changes in the way, uh, in, the, in the shape of your body? Huh? Is there any unexpected, and you don't have an explanation for the, your losing weight or your gaining weight? Okay? Is there any, uh, I mean, you, you have uh, the necessity to drink a lot of water? I cannot say polydipsia because when you are talking to a patient, you cannot use medical jargon. You need to make sure that you're using the proper approaching because if not, you're not going to have the information. Right? So, uh, is there any need for you to drink water constantly or for you to go and to the bathroom constantly? Any diarrhea, any changes in bowel movement like constipation? By the way, this constipation, when you're, you're having this constipation, maybe it's painful when you go to a bathroom. Do you see any blood in the stools? Professor, this is GA. No, it's not GA. Do you know how many endocrine 
because if we think about symptoms, endocrine system, neuroendocrine system is uh, a beautiful one. Is there any changes in the hair, in your body, in your face? Any erectile dysfunction? Any infertility by, by any, uh, any chance or gynecomastia? Is there any ulcers in your foot or in your feet or any uh, dark, darkness of your, in your skin, in the area of the axilla or in the armpit, in the groin area? Um, how, what is, or how is your libido behaving? Do you have any pain that is unexpected and you never had before? Like pain in the bone, for example. Your mouth is dry by any chance? Or maybe you are seeing yourself like a red, or you feel this, this hot sensation? By any chance, you need more layers when you go to your job or even walking under the sun even when it's summer because you feel cold or maybe you cannot tolerate a nice temperature I mean are you nervous do you think you're or do you notice that your hands are Shaking. Do you have any changes in your voice? And um, do you have any shortness of breath? You see, guys. Hmm. Any changes in your hair? Not only because you have more hair than normal, but your hair change changes in condition. By any chance, any? Changes in your nails, thicker nails, thinner nails. Hmm. Do you notice any uh, uh, separation in your teeth? Any problem in your hands, in your feet? Any problem when you leave a seat and stand? Do you need to help yourself to leave and, and stand, leave the chair and stand? You need to help yourself with the, your arms or can you do this normally? By any chance, did you notice that when you stand, you feel dizzy and go to the floor? Did you notice any pallor in your skin? Any dark color in your skin? Any uh, different color in your skin by any chance? Any changes in your menses? Hmm? Any changes in your eyebrows? Any changes in your nose? Maybe your nose is wider now? Okay. So guys, 
Do you notice any changes in your neck? Do you notice any, uh, any problems in your abdomen? Maybe your abdomen is growing up. At the same time, you want to eat a lot. Or maybe you think that you're a little bit slowly than before. Maybe you cannot connect your ideas as quickly, as quicker as before. Or maybe you cannot uh, talk the same way you used to talk before, like fluently. You need to think every word. You have a lot of problem. I would like to see your faces, guys. Your beautiful faces covered by the blue ones. No, it's okay, you're writing. It's okay. So, I'm, I'm kidding. I want to see you anyway. Okay, Ariana, let me see your face. Hey. Okay, guys, all of these. What else? There is a lot more. Do you notice that maybe you have a, a problem in your back, a pain in your, in your vertebral column that you cannot contend, or maybe you have a new things in your abdomen, or maybe your abdomen is covering your genitalia now. It's a big problem. Or maybe do you have by any chance any, you know, Guys, I was kidding. <laughs> By any chance, do you have any uh, unhealed wound in your body? Any fever that you cannot explain? Do you feel like uh, in a moment you, you have a headache that you, you don't have an explanation for that? Are your eyes, as always? Okay, guys. <laughs> A lot, right? What happens when, when you're lifting a weight? Maybe you feel like uh, people told you maybe that you turn pale and you have tachycardia. Uh, maybe you're sweating a lot. And by any chance at that moment, somebody measured your blood pressure and your blood pressure was so high. And this happens mainly when you are practicing sports or when you are doing any lifting things, li lifting uh, uh, heavy things, heavy objects and so. Oh my God, oh my God, a lot of things. So, essentially for the for the endocrine system is everything. Is everything. Professor, are we going to do a head to toe? No. <laughs> Why not? Why we didn't we don't need to assess or we don't need to perform a head to toe physical examination? Why not? Because you have something that is known as an interview review system that is going to guide you into a proper uh, physical examination. Make sense? 
And it's true, the only two endocrine glands you can palpate are the testis and the thyroid gland. Think about this. Hypophysis, no. <laughs> Ovaries, no. Okay, they're the only two, right? The only two. Be careful, right? Jailin? Jailin. Be careful when you're palpating an abdomen of a patient that's supposed to have or maybe is having a pheochromocytoma. Hmm. Whatever thing can produce a discharge, an abnormal discharge of what? Of catecholamines, right? So here we go. I cannot tell you how difficult is the anesthetic management, but it's beautiful. Of the, when you're gonna do a surgery of the pheochromocytoma patient. Nowadays, they do by uh, minimal access. But in my time, was a lumbotomy, lumbotomy, and the patient was in this position to open the space, and access the adrenal gland in this way. Nowadays, it's, it's easier, right? It's easier. Even they can use a microscope and, you know, this kind of things. Beautiful. So guys, endocrine system is very difficult. Is something that you acquire, is something that you're born with, how many differential diagnoses we can have, you know, going around one symptom or two symptoms or three symptoms? A lot. But you need to scratch the painting very well to see what is under that. And uh, don't miss a detail. It is true. Something is very true. If you are a dedicated clinician, dedicated clinician, a patient that is having an endocrine problem is not going to leave your consultation without a differential and a primary diagnosis already. You are if you are a dedicated clinician. Why is that? Because, I mean, uh, the scientific community have been studying all of this phenomena for a long, long time. And still studying because a lot of things can be connected. And there are a lot of situations with the human genome and all the, you know, gene saturations and uh, it's a lot a genetic condition that express a certain age and you don't know you have it. You know, differential diagnosis that looks so, uh, you know, oh my God, it's so easy, but you haven't think about this. Even it's in front of your eyes, but you don't see it. So, it's a lot. I mean, what is the 
One is how we uh, address or uh, approach the endocrine situation, endocrine illnesses or endocrine diseases, endocrine alteration with the good interview, the history taking it to be very focused in this problem. The physical examination, the majority of the cases is going to tell you a lot or not too much if you don't know where to look at. For example, remember that general appearance that you forget? Highly recommend you. Don't forget this never ever. Telling you what? The body habitus of a person cry out loud and is telling you what is happening in this person. You know metabolic syndrome, you know? The concept of a metabolic syndrome. What is the most important thing, or in diabetes mellitus, after you, you have a diagnosis already, that you can see in a patient? Huh? What is the, 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 yes, the abdominal amount of fat. Okay, this is the most important thing. Is the way you're gonna follow your patient. Is the way, the way you're gonna have your patient in, in front of you in, in the office. A non-diabetic patient is different from an non-diabetic patient. Why is that? Because this is the guy that come to see you because he's having all of this situation with polydipsia, polyuria, polyphagia, right? Uh, I, I, I feel like uh, I'm weak. I'm not the same person. So you need to start over with this patient, okay? You don't know how many, how many times or how many years, how many months this person is having the same problem. And of course, uh, a follow-up of a non-diabetic patient is gonna be a, a kind of different, if not shorter, than the assessment you do for a possible prospective diabetic patient. Understand what I'm saying? But I'm not telling you that you are missing important spots in that diabetic patient. That is something that you're gonna do constantly. Um, you know, the, the observation of a patient, the way the patient behave in front of you, if you know your patient before, maybe changes in the voice, like hoarseness, maybe a kind of a strider when the, the patient is breathing deeply, that we know there is something at the level of the trachea, right? All of these, are important things. 
how you're going to describe a person that is having uh, this um, um, uh, special shape in the face. And you know what, what people do normally, clinicians, they ask the patient to, could you bring a photography, you know, from last year when you don't have or you didn't see yourself as you are before. That's why we need to inquire about the current health situation of the patient. Timing is very important. The timing, when this start, when your family noticed this for the first time. So, endocrine, illnesses, endocrine alteration uh, involves all of this. The sequence of the history, how we're going to take the history of the endocrine patient. Uh, there is a lot of models of endocrine uh, consultations around, and even you look at them and say, oh, but they are missing this, they are missing the other thing. Those are models. And it's much better when you, you, you write down other symptoms or other things, right? That you can add. It's much better than check marking out. But anyways, it's, it is what it is. So it's going to be completed, this endocrine situation, endocrine illness, endocrine disease, or endocrine syndrome when we put together our labs and our imaging. When we put all of this together, we're going to have for sure uh, a possible diagnosis, right? You see these uh, men one, men two, men two A, men two B, how we can see this cancer situation. The carcinoid, bless you, the carcinoid syndrome that is, that is giving you, or you have a patient in front of you with an adrenal crisis, and uh, the patient had a carcinoid situation, and you don't know. Huh? Okay, that's a lot. Tomorrow, for the adrenal crisis. Okay, adrenal crisis. About the Oski, don't pull your hair. What are we going to have that is more common? Shvostek? Trosol? No. <laughs> Parathyroid? Not at this point. Maybe next year when you come back for your, uh, what is the name? Sumatif Oski? Maybe. But now, Slow down. What is the most, uh, what do you have for your lab tomorrow? Highly suggest you to read your book and go to a PowerPoint. And if you don't understand some of the thing or a word, find out. You have the current, you have everything around. Believe me, the medical literature is out there a lot. You're recording this, right? Yes. Good. So guys. Yeah, I don't care. So, 
It is very important for us to understand the thyroid gland. Okay? It is very important to know the differences between a 15 or 16 year old uh, patient that is uh, taken by their parents to see um, here Andre. And Andre is the one that is going to say, oh, this is a diabetes type 1 for sure. So it is very important. Diabetes type 1 and type 2, very important. Hypothyroidism. What is the most common thing over here? The Hashimoto thyroiditis. Right? Because we can have a primary or secondary, you know, hypothyroidism as well as, I mean, if you separate the, the hormones in tropic and non-tropic, you're going to understand a lot. If you separate the hormones by the, the target organ, if you separate, I mean, hormones are beauty. Everything is nice. Anyways, yeah, but, you know, thyroid problem, hyperthyroidism. Um, you know, what happened in a, in a person that is having a, this pheochromocytoma? How are you going to differentiate the the diaphoresis in hyperthyroidism and the diaphoresis that is happening in a person that is having this pheochromocytoma, how are you going to differentiate this? A person that comes complaining of constipation, a person that comes complaining of palpitation, the person that can come complaining of infertility, I don't know. So, Remember that everything is, oh, so, and of course, um, you haven't go very, very much on, on the, on the growth-releasing hormone or, no, right? Growth hormone, not too much on uh, promegaly and giantism. Yeah, but not, not like, like too much. But, bless you, one of, for example, this is related to what we were talking about like uh, two seconds ago, right? A person that comes to see you because, I don't know why, but I have the thing running out here. Oh my God, what happened to me? <laughs> and at the same time, I don't, you know, I have problem with my vision. And I cannot be with my wife properly anymore. I don't know what is happening. You know? So look at this interesting thing in, in endocrine 
uh, diseases. Oh, diabetes is more common, okay? Uh, problem with the thyroid gland, very common, very common, because let's say are uh, you taking, related to the endocrine uh, system, are you taking contraceptive pills? Look at this. Are you eating, uh, uh, do you like a lot licorice? You know this candy is the licorice. Or are you taking any products that contain iodine? Had you ever had or be close to radiation or, you know, it's so important. These kind of things are very important. Make sure the imaging, oh, talking about imaging. Mm -hmm. Make sure that we know about imaging in the case of pituitary gland, right? MRI for the adrenal gland, right? When we're gonna order um, ultrasound, that is very important, okay? The specific, the sp don't, don't start like a CBC, CMP, no, no. CMP, why? Because I expect to find low sodium. I don't know. And low sodium, or maybe uh, higher sodium, low potassium, or maybe because um, I need to know how is the glucose of my patient, but better it's much better than right now in the consultation, I'm gonna measure the glucose of my patient because it's the first time my patient is here. So why not? And then you know the procedure. What kind of test you're going to order to this patient, okay? and uh, in, in which kind or what kind of medication you're gonna place. Education of the patient, guys. How are you gonna tell the patient, listen, I'm gonna order an MRI because you need, we are looking for this or that. It's not gonna be painful. Oh, but you know what, in your case, um, I think we would need a guided biopsy of the adrenal gland. This could be painful. The patient is gonna be placed under anesthesia. That could be a trigger for what your patient is having, okay? Have this in mind. How important is this adult over 50-year-old patient that comes to see you because he's having a crisis that collide with an infection. Understand what I'm saying here, guys? So, infectious conditions are gonna be triggered, or they are triggered for endocrine illnesses. Yes or no? They are triggered. 
surgery are triggered. Okay? Anesthesia triggered. How are you going to ask your patient about what is your diet about? If he's a non-diabetic person, known that you know this person is diabetic, mainly type 2, right? Are you checking your glucose? Uh, you need to know if this patient is injecting itself with insulin or if he's using oral hypoglycemia because maybe you will need to do an adjustment of the dose. Yes or no? Yeah. Have this in mind. What is the down with the diabetic patient? What is down? Like uh, in the morning, you study this? What is that? Is how the blood glucose is going to increase in the, in the evening and in the morning. Okay, you know that. Beautiful. So, uh, a lot of things, guys. A lot of things. So, we have uh, everything covered, right? If you were paying attention, okay? So, let's go a little bit on the history. We talk about the history. Do not suggest answers, right, Jaylene? Don't guide your patient, open-ending question. Open-ending question. Okay. Um, sometimes this patient, they have a lot of complaints, right? Can you imagine in the case of, of hypothyroidism plus the bradycechia your patient is having and the bradylalia your patient is having, you know these terms, right? Bradypsychia is slow. Bradylalia, bradycardia, bradypnea, bradylalia, slow speech. It's not slower speech, it's slow speech. Okay? How this patient is going to start by, oh no, because... You know, um, I'm having a constipation, and I can't. I come here because uh, I don't. I cannot go to a bathroom regularly, and I used to go before. I don't know what is happening to me. And now I'm I'm eating like uh, 15 bananas a day, and look at how big I am. Hmm. You understand what I'm saying? Let the patient tell you. Because if you interrupt the person when, when you're asking your question, you're going to miss a lot of good information. You're, you're smart. Okay? You're very smart. So, touch the clue. Okay? I know that many of you think that after the chief complaint, you have everything in your hands. I don't think so. I um, don't lose that. I mean, don't don't this 
you know, don't lose the emotion for the Oskis because the, this Oski is going to be very emotional. <laughs> okay, guys. Uh, yes. General appearance of your patient. So, initial presentation, guys. There's two different stories, right? Two different ways to approach the patient. Number one, when your patient is in an acute distress, when this happened? Uh, in ER, for example, last week was uh, diabetic ketoacidosis, right? The way you're going to address the patient is not any history of depression and anxiety at this point, no. At this moment, that one is not the, the question. Understand why, right? Because this patient is going to die if you don't take care of your patient. Okay? So there is two different approaches. The patient that is coming to see you because doesn't have any obvious, you know, uh, distressful situation at this point, but is having a chief complaint. This patient is having a lot of symptoms, maybe, or two cardinal symptoms plus several others that you're going to discover with the review system. Okay, so we're going to go over the medical history, the surgical history, all of these things that you know. It is very important, the medications, because certain medications lead to an endocrine deficit. Okay? It's in your PowerPoints. The, the family history of your patient, of course, Maybe something is important, maybe not. At least uh, one generation, right? Father, mother. But they ask you to go to grandparents, right? Okay. So, psychosocial history, alcohol, diet, exercise, diabetic patient. Do you exercise? No. Oh, yeah, I go around, walk a lot in my neighborhood. Oh. So those are the most common clinical feature in endocrine disease. All of this. The first thing you're going to see in a patient is the face, how the appearance of, and this is important, not only the face, and uh, you, you, you are very lucky. You know, this, this, uh, this group is interesting. And you're very lucky having here one of your classmates that is dedicated to learn for, from what he is seeing in a person around. And this is so important, guys. That's why forget about the general appearance is not a bad, it's, it's not a good thing. You're going to receive the information of what you have in front of you. In the case of endocrine system, you, you will have the photo of the person, but you need to ask for it. If you don't ask, I cannot show you this photo, right? Okay.
So it is important the body habit of your habitus of the patient. It is important to know if uh, if your patient is having this uh, weakness. There is uh, a way to check for weakness. I'm not going to ask you at this point or yes because we have this in the in the in the PowerPoint and, and so. But anyways, here we have part of the physical examination. Everything is in here, okay? The hands. Some people say that hold the hand now, things change it, but you can hold the hand of your patient and wash your hand afterward. Because a shaking hand is telling you a lot of things. A sweaty hand is telling you a lot of things. A very dry and hot hand is telling you a lot of things. Yes or no? Here you go. Okay. So the eyes, very important. All the uh, ophthalmopathologies of the thyroid, hyperthyroidism, right? All of these things, they are like uh, 100 signs for and economic um, uh, things described by some of the people that work along the years a lot with these kind of things, right? So every patient is going to get the thyroid examinated. Grab me, okay? Understand what I'm saying? In this OSCE, you're going to palpate the thyroid gland, all of them. And the lymph nodes, of course. Okay? And the lymph nodes. Because you, you, can, you can have a patient with a, a papillary... Oh, my God. Mm. Okay, I'm going to change it. Anyways. <laughs> no. <laughs> it's not okay, so guys, um, all of these. A diabetic patient, always visual acuity. A hyperthyroid patient, always vi visual acuity. Six movement of gaze. Three, four, and six cranial nerves. You need to do it. Yes, or yes, or yes, super yes. And as well, in certain patients that they're weak, Right? They are very weak. We will need to check for any proximal myopathy. What is that? What is this happen? That, what is the thing that happen in patient with hyperthyroidism, for example? It's a lot of wasting in the muscle, right? All the time, the metabolic rate is very high. And as well, we're going to check in the Cushing patient, right? All of these patients that they are having problem with the uh, proximal muscles, right? Then you're going to ask your patient to cross the arm in front of the chest. This is the way you're going to assess the proximal weakness and ask your patient to rise from it here. Why cross the arms? over here because the, the normal thing is 
just grab the chair and use the, chair, the, the arms to help themselves to stand. Okay? There is some other neurological things that giving you the same thing with the proximal muscles, weakness, and so, but by now, let's go with this. As well, are we gonna check in this patient the reflexes? Oh yes, in every one of them, we need to check the reflexes. What happened in diabetic patient, guys? What happened in ankle reflex? And if you go farther in the patellar reflex, it's a big problem, right? What happened in this patient that is having hyperthyroidism? Uh, do you remember the grading of the reflexes? Yeah. Okay, go over this. Hyperreflexia in the case of hyperthyroidism. And what is going to happen in the case of hypothyroid patient? The We have the relaxation phase is going to be delayed. Uh, the time you're taking the muscle stretch reflexes. Okay? Is the new name for the deep tendon reflexes. Even you don't need to do in all of them because we have only 25 minutes, right? But at least biceps, bicipital reflex in the upper body and uh, ankle reflex in the lower body, for example. Hmm? Because Reflexes are important. So how we, we uh, do the examination of the muscular atrophy of a patient? By feeling the bulk of muscles. Okay? Feeling the bulk of muscles. This is a very important part. Talking about ne neurological system, right? Are we going to check the sensation in diabetic patient? Of course, yes, we're going to check the dermatomes. Mainly comparing one leg with the other. The dermatomes, one leg of the derma, the dermatomes of one leg with the other leg. We need to compare these. Okay? I, want, I wanted to talk first about this part of the neurological uh, system because it's important. As well, we're going to assess what? Huh? In neurological. Proprioception. Yes! Proprioception. And what else? Huh? Vibration. Oh, did you, are you doing your job? Nice. Yes, because in diabetic you can, you know, miss this part. Okay, what else? Uh-huh. Um, sometimes we need to check for, of course, the muscle strength, right? And we remember the muscle strength. Remember that when we do the reflexes, we need to mention, okay, C5, C6, L2, L3, L4, or S1, or, huh? Beautiful. 
to check the neck of the patient. It, this is a very important uh, part, the neck of the patient, trachea in the midline. Uh, we're gonna go a little bit. We we need to check about the I uh, ch uh, check the about the the acanthosis nigricans, the armpit, the groin area, areas of uh, friction in these patients, thoracic kyphosis because osteoporosis they happen a lot in Cushing disease, for example, uh, produced uh, or leads to a fracture. Compression, compression fracture of the vertebral body. So you're gonna see the thoracic hypothesis. Um Remember when you palpate the abdomen, you want to know the size of the liver, you know, you want to know this and that, but if it's a pheochromocytoma, how are you gonna palpate the abdomen? Very gentle, okay? very gentle. Even though pheochromocytoma could be a tissue, an ectopic tissue, producing uh, catecholamines, but by now, let's leave it in that. Uh, okay, the, in the extremities, the pretibial myxedema, that is so important uh, in the graves. Uh huh, faces. Here we go. This is the chapter, the chapter about the neck and the face, the, the neck and the head. Uh, remember, we're gonna check the face, the symmetry of the face, and the enlargement of the parotid glands any enlargement of the parotid glands. So, we're gonna see the face of the patient and we're gonna be able to describe the contour of the face, if it's any swelling in the face. Uh, in the case of Cushing, I'm not gonna go, you know, in this thing that you know, mon face and this and that, and uh, I'm not gonna go on that because you know that but it is very important to describe the face of the patient. You're gonna have a photography. So in these days, a good exercise is gonna be take a picture of these patients with these pathologies and try to describe what you see. Because it's your objective thing for your, no, you're not gonna have anything. Oh. No, you finish the OSCE and that's it. You don't have any, uh, Exercise. Uh, I mean, yeah? We have a document. Yeah. Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> Didn't know that, guys. I thought we did for the end. Go for it. Go yeah. for it. You, you have this color, guys. My advice go, I mean, go, uh, this, 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 and that. Yeah, don't, don't go around. Okay. How the mixedematous face looks like. That is so important, okay? Don't, you don't need to write down, it, this is because the mucopolysaccharide deposition, you don't need to write down this. Okay, so describe the, the edema, pretibial edema, 
with the mixed edema deposit, glycosaminoglycan over there, you know, these kind of things. Uh, how you see the face of a patient that is suffering from hypothyroidism. And look at this. Open your mouth. Show me your tongue. What do you expect to find? Big tongue. Yeah. Macroglossia. Macroglossia is seen in hypothyroidism and in acromegaly. Okay? So, no tails in the eyebrows. Ah, here you go. No tails. Okay? How are you going to uh, acromegaly, you know, all of these fingers like a sausage and white uh, feet and uh, mala leche, you know, they are very aggressive and so. Now, tomorrow, you see this, this paper? Let's talk about thyroid gland. Remember the skin. Guys, let me uh, finish with the skin. Uh, remember the skin, okay? The skin is the first thing you're gonna describe. Make sure that you know the hydration status of your patient. Make sure that you don't forget the turgor, the skin turgor. Please. You don't need to do a thorough check for the skin, okay? Even in diabetic patients, if they don't have a secondary complaint, what you need to check thorough are the, the feet. Okay? So, uh, we're going to go and inspect the neck and see the trachea. The trachea is in the midline, right? And of course, as the patient, and you have this in your paper, ask the patient to extend the neck with the light from the chin down. You're gonna check the thyroid gland and swallow. Can you swallow for me? Normally, you prepare a glass of water on a straw and you give this glass of water to your patient to swallow several times because you need to Visualize what is in there. Please, don't look for the thyroid gland over here, guys. You know better. Don't do that. You have the, the little hole, just, or the cricoid, go a little bit down here, and you're gonna have it. But don't go over here, okay? And uh, we need to inspect when the patient is with the extended neck, and you need to inspect when the patient is swallowing as well. There is certain thing that we can see in the midline over here, and we know that when they swallow, when we swallow, what is gonna happen? The thyroid is gonna go up and down symmetrically. The thyroglossus, cyst as well is gonna go up and down. We're gonna go in that. It's one of the differential diagnoses for a thyroid, enlarged thyroid gland. Thyroglossal cyst, have this in mind.
tidal blows up cysts. So um, after the inspection, we're gonna do the palpation. All of these palpation, you think you know? No, you don't know. <laughs> no, you don't know. You stand in front of the patient. There is several ways to do that. Okay, and you have the anterior palpation of the thyroid. All of these have names. Lahe, Pipriasi. I mean, they have names. And you're gonna palpate the thyroid anteriorly, right? Under visual inspection. And uh, of course, in a person that is a short neck person, you're gonna ask the person to hyperextend in order to palpate the thyroid gland in an anterior position. Because what you want to do anteriorly, when you are standing in front of your patient, same thing that you're doing from the posterior approach. You're gonna move the trachea, palpate the one lobe, move the trachea to the other way, and palpate the other lobe. On top of this, in some people that you don't see the thyroid is enlarged, but these people, they're gonna have difficulty speaking, hoarseness, they're gonna have as well difficulty swallowing because it's growing retrosternally. And it's one of the things you're gonna do. Percussion over the manubrium. One of the things you're gonna do is the percussion over the manubrium. Why is that? Because you're gonna find if any masses that growing down there is not in the book. But you need to know this. It's not in the book. Okay? You have the percussion over here, guys. Okay? Over here. Very dull, we have a mass. Okay? We continue, and we're gonna do, we're gonna palpate the isthmus anteriorly as well, right? Between the lobes. The posterior approach, you know what to do. Your patient is sitting, the same sitting patient that doesn't move, and you're gonna go behind the patient, place your hands, okay? Palpate the thyroid gland, place your fingers on the si at the sides, right? Okay, palpate the thyroid gland. As your patient, instead of do the extension, flexion, because at this time, you're gonna relax the sternocleidomastoids and you can palpate this area much better. Understand what I'm saying here? Okay, anteriorly, in a short neck person, extension, in order to do the inspection, extension, but when you do the posterior approach, is flexion. Touch your neck, flex, and touch your neck. Over here is flex, okay, it's uh, relaxed. So you're gonna do the same thing, palpate the thyroid gland, Okay, palpate the isthmus, 
Okay, mobilize the trachea on one side, palpate in one side, mobilize the trachea to the other, and palpate to the other loop. Okay, another technique we are going to do anterior approach, posterior approach. Uh, this is the way we're going to describe what you find size, the shape, the consistency, if it's soft, if it's firm or hard. For example, in graves, the thyroid gland is soft and maybe nodular. It's nodular when it's active. When it's active, you're going to find nodules. And even some people, they have nodules in the thyroid gland, and we don't know we have nodules in the thyroid gland. Okay? Remember, this is a colloidal substance. So, in the Hashimoto, it's firm, but not uniformly. Understand? Firm doesn't move, but it's, it's, doesn't move, but it's not uniformly. Some places are firm, some others are soft, okay? In the case of malignancies, firm consistency, okay? And of course, in the case of thyroiditis, thyroiditis can happen inflammation in the thyroid for any viral infection, any, any viral infection. So it's gonna be tender, the area. Okay, so what else we're going to do over here? This is when this goiter or the, this tissue, uh, you know, that grow up a lot is retrosternal. And it's doing what? It's compressing not only the trachea, it's compressing the big veins of the neck. What is the sign? How are we going to uh, elicit this sign? Ask your patients to elevate the arm over the head. Oh, by the way, another form to check the, the thyroid gland in a, in a short neck patient is asking the patient to place the hands in the occipus, you know, and push and make this area more accessible. Okay, so ask the patient to elevate the arms and because the compression, I mean, behave as a superior vena cava syndrome. Understand? Oh my God, you know a lot. Now you know. Okay, oh my God. And you're gonna see this. Don't confuse culture test with kosher sign, because Mr. Kosher developed even a tweezers for surgery. Anyways, he was very, uh, you know. Anyways, kosher test. If you know that the trachea, what is the name of this, this thing in the sword? You know, when you place your hand in the sword? The sheet. No, not the sheet. The... I don't remember the name. Anyway, a common is a is a concave like this. Anyways, this is the the type of trachea compressed by a by a big thyroid gland. The trachea is gonna be seen like this, and that's why when you press the enlarged area, 
the patient is going to suffer from strider and hoarseness. And it's going to be difficult for the patient to swallow. Okay, this is a kosher test. The other kosher sign is with the eyes. Okay? Remember in the exophthalmia with the eyes. So, this is it. Pemberton sign. Elevate the arms and compression of, of the big veins. Give the patient this plethoric. Uh, it's one of the phases that you can describe in endocrine alteration, like in the case of porphyria. No? The redness. The plethoric phase. Okay. And, of course, we're going to finish by auscultating the thyroid gland. Using what? Using the bell. Using the bell, we're going to auscultate the thyroid for any bruit. Of course, we're going to, during the physical examination, in order to differentiate from where we're going to have the bruit, what do we need to do? Auscultate the carotid gland, uh, the carotid uh, arteries as well. We need to differentiate from where we have the bruit. If you have a venous hum, you can stop the venous hum by this maneuver and auscultate the thyroid gland because sometimes you have a big venous hum and obscure what you can auscultate in the thyroid gland. Okay, so. This is it. One of the differential diagnoses is this one. Because it's not in the, in the, in the paper, but one of the, the steps we normally perform in order to differentiate the thyroglossal dot cyst and um, a thyroid nodule, thyroid goiter, or whatever situation in the thyroid is, is how the, um, the thyroglossal cyst is going to go up when you, pro when you ask the patient to pull the tongue out. Thyroid gland doesn't move when you pull the tongue out. Thyroglossal cyst is going to move up when you pull the tongue out. Okay? Swallowing it's okay for the two of them, okay? Thyroid is going to move and thyroglossal cyst is going to move as well up, okay? But with pulling the tongue out, the only one that is going to be up, going upward, is the thyroglossal cyst, okay? And you, you, can, you can read the origin, that's why Embry embryo embryology is so important. Okay? So, for the physical examination, we talk about this already. The muscle stretch reflexes and the pretibial myxedema. Uh, let me finish this because it's a little bit and you can go, guys. You have another thing? A five? No. So, we're good. Um, Proximal myopathy, we talked about this already, right? 
If the patient cannot leave the seat and stand without help, oh, it's one of the things you need to have in an endocrine consultation office, an assisting device. Because some of the patients, they have problems in uh, mobilizing, in transferring, okay? Uh, this is more of the fame. Uh, what is this? This face. What is this face about? What? Say what? What is that? Hypothyroidism. Okay. So you have, this is from your, your PD book, guys. Hey. Uh, it's a, you know, hyperthyroidism. This is Graves' Basedo disease. So, inflammatory thyroid eye disease over there. Thyroid acropaki in the nails and pretibial myxedema. Okay, here we have, you know, this thyroid and enlargement and so. Diffuse Graves disease, uninodular, this is diffuse in Graves disease. One nodule, in the case of toxic nodule, the word of toxic is used when the nodule is working, is active, is functional, as well as the goiter is functional, okay? And D is multi-nodular. Oh, you have your pato, when? Pathophysiology? Next Friday. And this Friday? Farm. 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 Farm and, and pato Monday? Friday. Friday. And Monday? Oh, I'm not going to come, huh? <laughs> We have Barman Friday, the Finn Dominator on Tuesday, the Oski on Wednesday, and then Pathophysiology on Wednesday. Oh, but everything is the same. <laughs> <laughs> so, you are, you are, guys, a hundred in endocrine thing. Okay, this is a, oh, guys, don't forget these adenopathies, the cervical lymphadenopathy in the thyroid cancer. Very important. They are firm, they don't move. Okay, those are very important, okay? Look at this picture. Nice one. <laughs> Acute deficiency, we have, I mean, I don't, I don't go to all of this, just go to the findings during assessment, okay? Diminished hearing, falling tolerance, fatigue, lethargic, the majority, of, the majority of these patients, when they are in crisis, they are lethargic. They have an altered level of consciousness. Okay? So, thyrotoxicosis, this is another story, right? 
uh, uh, and what you're going to find, tachycardia, diaphoresis, fever, diarrhea, confusion. Remember that these acute situations, acute scenarios, adrenal insufficiency as well, and altered level of glucose in a diabetic patient, they are very linked to stressful situation in the body as, you know, infections, surgeries, anesthesia, or medications, okay? Or donuts from Dunkin' Donuts, okay? <laughs> and history essentials for the diabetic mellitus patient. This is with established diabetic, a patient that you know is diabetic, okay? So you know this patient is diabetic and come to see you because my, my glucose doesn't low. Even though I'm taking my metformin, my glipidide, all of this, it's not lowing. I don't know what to do. And what is finishing the diabetic patient is the hyperglycemic condition. Very bad for the blood vessel, very bad for the vasa nervorum, very bad for the ret uh, retina, very bad for everything. And of course, kidney failure, okay? coronariopathies, coronaropathies, all of these, coronary artery disease, everything. So all of these questions, okay? I'm gonna leave you going over this, okay? All of these, severe hypoglycemic reactions, uh, any syncope because your blood sugar was very low, how many times they need to give you the family um, orange juice with sugar under the tongue or whatever they do, okay? All of this, any, you know, uh, how is the vaccine of my patient? What is the immunization history? This is another thing that is important, guys, okay? Changes in sensation of the lower extremities, any ulcer in the lower extremities, any changes in the skin, uh, uh, can you please qualify your physical activity? How much um, you gain in the matter of weight? Or how much you lost in the matter of weight? Okay? So physical examination is based upon the vital signs. We need to know the baseline in the vital signs of, of the patient. And of course, this needs to be a continuing measurement to know what is happening to the blood pressure of my patient, okay? To the heart rate, all of this. Blood pressure is very important. It's gonna let us know immediately when a patient starts with the Disautonomy, okay? Because orthostatic hypotension, right? It's one of the things that we're gonna see in this patient. 
the general appearance with the central obesity or trunkal obesity that is seen is part of the metabolic syndrome. Remember that endocrine, endocrine, endocrinology as a specialty is dealing as well with the metabolic alteration. Okay? All of this metabolic alteration. So, the skin, all of these, check the abdomen of the person if the person is injecting with insulin. Check the, the thigh, the anterior aspect of the thigh. And look for atrophy or hypertrophy. The name is lipodystrophy. This is the name. But I just used the, the words you have in your PowerPoint. But the proper address is lipodystrophy or lipodystrophy. Okay? So the hydration status, the fit conditions, checking the web spaces, check for dryness, check for clothes, toes, check for ulcers, everything. Okay? And of course, uh, one of the things that normally is done when we have a patient in every consultation with your diabetic patient, every six months, depending on how the patient is compensated or not, is the monofilament test. We're going to talk about this in, when, when I uh, address the polyneuropathy in diabetes. Deep, deeper. Okay? So, the mouth, the oral mucosa, of course, this is not only for diabetic patient, for the rest of the patient, think about pushing. Think about Addison disease. Okay, the colors, the, the changing color, the dark spots. Um, the erythrodermia of the leaves, all of these things, okay? Fundoscopic exam to everyone. Pheochromocytoma, fundoscopic exam. Diabetes, fundoscopic exam. Don't say matter if he's 15 year old or 75. Fundoscopic examination. Hypertense patient. A patient that suffers from hypertension, fundoscopic exam, don't say matter, the chief complaint may be is abdominal pain, fundoscopic exam. Checking the mouth of the patient, the diabetic patient, is very interesting what I'm going to tell you now. In diabetic patient, sometimes they suffer from gingival regia, bleeding from the, the gingiva, bleeding from the gums. The patient that is diabetic and is suffering from bleeding from the gums, when you perform a fundoscopic exam for sure, you're going to see microhemorrhages over there. Interesting. Okay, so, of course, cardiovascular auscultation, but 
For example, in mixed dermatose patient, you can have what? Floral effusion. Yes or no? So it depends, okay? Anyways, uh, auscultation of the cardiovascular, pulmonary auscultation as well. And of course, if the patient is complaining on some other things, you're gonna go and address the other part. Uh, abdomen, if necessary, if the patient is complaining of some other thing, you're gonna go over the abdomen. Always is very good to measure the weight of the patient, okay? And uh, the weight and the, you know, this part, uh, because the, you know, the metabolic syndrome. In the extremities, I mean, peripheral vascular system, remember, edema, the, pul the pulses all over the, the pulses, the peripheral pulses, important, varicosities, extremities, food examination, again, you need to do the examination of the, the food. So in neuro, we're gonna assess for muscle atrophy, we're gonna do the reflexes, we're gonna do the proprioception, okay? We're gonna do the, the vibration sensation. Guys, the proper technique for proprioception, we're gonna go over this tomorrow again. But it's important for us to make sure that we are doing things properly, okay? Um, a little bit of faces, talking about faces, vitiligo, and these uh, dark spots in, in the Addison disease, right? In the Addison disease. And of course, what else we're gonna find in this patient? Huh? Weakness, what else? Addison, guys. No, at least we have it. Hypotension. Hypothermia. What else? Hypothermia. What else? Low heart rate. What else? Yeah, you need to uh, do something over there, right? Uh, JFK. John Figuera Kennedy had Addison disease. And the opposite of Addison is Cone syndrome, right? Cone syndrome. Mm -hmm. Hyperaldosteronism. That could be primary or secondary, right? Okay. Uh, Cushing. With all the beauties, okay? The moon phase, the buffalo hump, accumulation of fat uh, in the trunk and uh, skinny extremities. And this is the general appearance of our patient, right? This is from osmosis. The causes, what is uh, Cushing syndrome, what is Cushing disease, okay? Because one of the differential could be this one, Cushing disease or Cushing syndrome, okay? 
So key points, I'm gonna leave you with this. Key points of the endocrine system. Remember to check the condition of the, the hair if it's necessary during the physical exam. The condition of the nails. Okay. And more of the assessing of the endocrine system. Please check for in the chest for gynecomastia and galactorrhea is important. Okay. I come to see you because I cannot make it to my wife anymore. You're a PCP. You're a, you know, clinician in your in internal medicine consultation office. So, weight loss and heat intolerance. What is this? Hyperthyroidism. A uh, patient with excessive sweating and snoring. <laughs> Glycosuria as well. What else? Look at the <laughs> look at the teeth. Separation in the teeth. Prognathism. Prognathism is this. Micrognathian at the opposite. Okay? So what is this guys? Acromegaly. Elevated glucose in blood in all of these people. Right? Diarrhea. I mean it's Tantia. Uh Tyroness and pallor. Tyroness and pallor. Hypotension, hypovolemia. Patient with tyroness and pallor. All of these people. Delay relaxation in hypothyroidism in the case of uh, muscle stretch reflexes by temporal amyanopia in the tumor that could be a prolactinoma or whatever tumor over there. We better check the, the liver and the spleen, the precaution for hepatosplenomegaly, okay, and uh, all of these things. More. Weight loss and a good appetite. Okay? Staring eyes. This is known as a kosher sign. Okay? Kosher sign. Kosher test is for the thyroid. Uh, that when you compress the thyroid against the trachea, you have what? Strider and uh, dysphagia and all of this. Onycholysis, thyroid atropathy, in the hypothyroidism, and this is for you when you have time. All of these are eponymous signs of the thyroid of Okay. There are a lot.
the one that happened with the lid, the, the one that happened with the facial signs, extraocular, um, muscle signs, pupillary signs. Guys, remember, it's in the, in the rubric for the evaluation in the lab practice, all of these. Remember that we need to check for not only the look at the eyes and all of this, but we need to check for the sixth movement of gaze. Okay? Check the third, the fourth, and the sixth. It's in, in that paper. Okay, I don't have anything to say. Okay? You're welcome. Go home. I don't have money. I, I know. I'm not advocating. But I, what I do want to know is what books, well, what chapters in the base can we focus on for Thursday? Because I know that there's not 